Thank you for tuning in to an episode of 5678. You're listening to the podcast for non-professional dancers. 5678 is the direct result of a one-year dance challenge that I set myself on to become a better dancer. 5678 is an honest conversation about what it was like for me to start something new at the ripe old age of 29 in a town that's all about perfection during a time in my life where I found it hard to make it through the day. Thank you for listening to my struggle. Let's get started. Welcome to 5678. This is the podcast for non-professional dancers. I'm your host, Jennifer Chang. And today with me, I have Natasha Slayton. Hi, Natasha. Hi, my love. How are you? I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. No, I'm good. I am so excited that you decided to come on today because I think you and I, like, even though we started out very differently, I think you and I have a lot of the same, like, stories of how we get through dance classes. Um, Like, so I know that, like, when we first met, it's kind of like in dance classes, it's really hard to get to know someone because you're just kind of like in passing all the time. Yeah. Um, but kind of like, tell me how you got started in dance and like why you started. Um, I got started in dance literally when I was like four years old in preschool and um, they just had, you know, a dance program in the school. And I don't know if like it was mandatory, like part of the schooling or if my parents put me into it, but I did that. And I have been dancing ever since, and what can I say about it? Um, I, I feel like I just fell in love with it right away, and it was nothing like too serious. Like I did grow up in like the competition world, and I went to a competition studio, and I did all of that. But at the same time, the studios I went to weren't super technical, so it was a lot of like jazz and hip hop and like ballet, but not like actual <laughs> ballet. Um, For those of you that can't and, see, she did ballet in air quotes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, but I just fell in love with it. And it's just something that always felt like it had to be a part of me. And like when I d- would do pre- um, preschool, when I would do um, like PE in, in uh, older grades, I just, it wasn't for me. And it was, it was really funny because like I, fl- I flunked out. And um, my mom had to go to the PE coach and say, like, no, like, my daughter's a really active person. She just doesn't relate <laughs> to this kind of physical activity. And well, so she invited in Yeah, no, thank you. She invited my PE coach to one of my dance performances. And oh, my wow. coach ended up switching my grade from an F to an A, which was really awesome. What? Yeah. So, but anyways, long story short, my dancing has always been part of my life. Yeah. And like, I know, so like you talked about, um, you're also a singer, right? I am a singer. Yes. So you were in a girl group called GRL, correct? I was. Yeah. Okay. And like, so I know I've asked you this question before, but like, I, cause I, I was wondering before we talked, I was like, is she a singer who just happens to dance or is she a dancer who just happens to sing? I feel like that's such a good question. And you know what? It's, it's interesting because I feel like now, since I'm always well, not now since it's COVID, but right. um, <laughs> before before COVID, um, I was always taking dances every day and I wasn't necessarily singing every day. I was singing maybe, you know, in the shower or something, but I wasn't necessarily like recording or songwriting or in the studio or touring. Um, so I started to feel a bit like I was a dancer who sings. But for me, dance has always been sort of a supplement to the singing. And it's always been like a passion and a hobby, but it's not really something I've ever pursued professionally and it's interesting because um yeah I also grew up writing songs and singing and doing a lot of professional singing work and acting work and then dancing was sort of an escape for me like it was a way Mm. to work out and it was a way to 
just feel good because I, it releases so much serotonin and you just feel empowered, or at least I do when I dance. And then I knew that as a performer, dance would help me to become better in all ways. And so it was sort of like, you know, I had to dance because there were so many reasons for me to dance. Um, but I definitely would consider myself a singer who dances versus a dancer who sings. But then it's like, even it's so weird though, because I would go to classes and um, people or teachers would say, you know, you're not going to book jobs from going to class. Like you have to go to an audition. It's just class. You're just here to learn. It's so funny because most of the jobs I've ever booked or all of the jobs actually have been, I think there was one, one audition I went to as a dancer as a favor to one of the choreographers because he knew me from class and I yeah. ended up booking it. But everything else has been a direct book from classes and it's something, you know, I never really thought of pursuing, but it was like, okay, cool. Like I'll dance, I'll do this job, I'll make a little money, I'll have experience, you know, it's it'll all come together. You never know who you're gonna meet. So but yeah. Did you ever set out, like did you ever say to yourself, like, I'm gonna be a professional dancer? It just kind of happened naturally. Yeah, absolutely not. I had no intention of being a professional dancer. And actually at one point, because I was going to Millennium a lot, um, I was dating a professional dancer and he was one of the people, this was back before, you know, class videos and everything. Like people would shoot, people would bring like full on huge, this is aging me, it's so embarrassing. People would bring full, um, huge cameras to class like once in a blue moon to film, you know, through the mirror. And it was like, so it was like blurry and, and then even then, like they would barely ever upload it to YouTube because no one was really right. using YouTube back then. Right. Um, but I was dating a professional dancer and he like worked for like Christina Aguilera and Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson. And so being around that, I feel like that really helped me improve as a dancer because I just learned a lot more about like dancing technique as well as the professional world. And I watched the way he worked and his friends worked and Um, but I never had any intention to actually pursue that as a job. I felt like, okay, I'm just going to be like the singer. And then it kind of gave me an excuse to go to class and mess up. I'd be like, oh, I'm just, I guess I dance every day. I take class all the time, but I'm just a singer. So like, you know, don't judge me. And I actually feel like I fall back on that crutch a lot too, which is really funny. All right. I mean, I kind of do the same thing because I'm like, I, I'm, a, I, I'm, a, I'm a beginner. Like, I mean, I'm still a beginner because that's just not like a thing that like just you easily breeze through, you know, but like <laughs> whatever I'm in classes, I'm like, I'm still learning. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess like we're all always still learning. So that's the True. beauty of it. Like everybody can always get better no matter what your level is. And there's always like a new, there's always new heights to reach, new personal goals, you know, new styles to conquer. Cause it's really funny. I can walk into a class and and um, feel really confident or feel like, okay, like, I'm a good dancer. Oh my gosh, the next day I could take, sometimes it's the same class, to be honest, and the choreographer will like completely switch it up on you. Yep. But the next day I'll walk into a class, different style, and just not remember any of the choreography and feel like my body has no idea what's going on. I don't know how to do this move. I don't know why I look so awkward. I feel so ridiculous. And then I'll just feel completely defeated because it's like, it kind of balances me out. Like I'll have like an ego boost one day and then I'll just be really humbled the next. Like that, that happens to me like in the same class, honestly, like I'll I'll start out, I'll start out the class, like the first eight count. I'm like, got it, nailing it. I'm so good at this. And then when you get to like the second eight count, I'm like, oh, nope, just kidding. I got way too mm, confident. (laughs) Absolutely. I know. I know that feeling all well. Yeah. Yeah. But it can also happen the other way around. Have you ever had it where like, you are really struggling at the beginning. You're like, there's no way I'm going to get this. 
And I used to sometimes, there were times where I would like actually walk out of class if within the thir first 30 minutes, like it was something within, I don't know, within my spirit that would break down. But like mm, yeah, recently, yeah, yeah. I haven't walked out of a class in a really long time and I never suggest that. I think you should always push through, especially if you like go through the trouble of going there and like getting ready. Exactly, paying for it, yeah. Yeah, but then I've had times recently where it's like I'll learn the first part and be like oh my god I'm not gonna get this at all and then I'll just sort of go in the corner breathe be like you know what I'm taking the pressure off myself if I learn one move then I've learned something and I think you know anyone can benefit from that mentality it's like okay I'm gonna take away one thing maybe it's not what I wanted or when I went into this class but you know and then for some reason that'll sometimes switch my entire experience and then I'll end up getting the choreography just because I took the pressure off of myself. Yeah. Like in, in, in honestly, like I think, I think it's the way that you described it. Like the beginning is the hardest because like every, well, not every, like every teacher choreographer, like they put the hardest steps in the beginning. Cause that's the part that you go over the most in class, mm. especially if you only have an hour. So like the combo may be short, but like the beginning is usually the hardest because they go over that so many times. And like the end is usually like a groovy bit to where you can kind of enjoy it more. So like I the considerate like, I'll, choreographers do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> not all. <laughs> not all. Yes, I was like not all. Um, but like there'll be classes where like the beginning because like, like most people want to start out with a bang. So like the beginning of some choreo will be really hard and intense, but like. And your brain is like, oh my God, this is the first step. I'm never going to get this. But like, by, again, like by the end of class, because you've done it so many times that like your muscle memory will start to kick in a little Absolutely, bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And your brain doesn't have to work as hard. So true. Do you ever feel like you also blank out though? Because I blank out all the time and I'm like, oh my God, I don't remember. Muscle memory is such a huge thing. And the more you yes. dance, the more your yes. muscle memory builds up, I guess you could say. And so, you know, the next class, it's like, ah, your muscle memory is even better. And then like a month later, your muscle memory is like, wow, how did I like learn all of this stuff? Um, but like, I but blank out on the easiest things. Like it could be yeah. like a walk and I'm like, and I, and I just like yes, stop. Cause I'm yes. like, what? like what why did I, I just mean? forget the walk? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. I start reversing choreography and I'm like, I don't understand like what is happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that. I do that all the time and it's and it's and it's the easiest bits and you're and like and you've had it all class but for some reason the one time you're like in on camera you're like oh why did I forget the oh, easiest part especially when you're on camera oh my god that's like when everything goes out the window it's like you just sort of have to pray and set your intention and it's like okay I'm either gonna get this or I'm not yeah so like that kind of like brings us to like the the meat of our episode today is we want to talk about groups and kind of and how we navigate that like I say minefield because it was something like when I started dancing that I was not prepared for like I had no idea that groups were a thing because I remember like my very first class um, I told you it was like a Shane Bruce class at playground and I remember like everyone like I just remember like drowning I was just like overwhelmed but like it was my first class like I wasn't supposed to be good you know um but like like towards the end of class like you've all learned it and like this is like after like you know like they'll split the room in half and like the half will do it so you get space and the other half will do it so that they have yes. space yeah but like but after that is when they start like picking people and I'm like oh what's, I'm, like, what's <sighs> happening now like what's going on like I'm just like so naive and just like what's going on and and I realized that like people are like and I guess he's like picking people that are really good and like that are going in groups and then once I see that like there's a camera that comes out of the side room and I'm like oh what's, what's happening and then oh my god and I was like <laughs> I had no idea this was like a thing and like so like groups is like 
it's tra- I, I want to say I say traumatizing, but not like in a, like a super serious way. But it's something that like my body wasn't prepared for and my mind wasn't prepared for because like I know that you talked about groups, but you had a very different reaction to groups. So like tell your story about like your reaction to groups, and then I will give my complete opposite. Reaction. Okay, for sure. Um, so when I I so I danced my whole life and like I did the competition thing, and so naturally we were sort of paired off into different groups, like performance groups, but there still weren't that many cameras. Like even when we do rehearsals, um, no one was videotaping it for us to go watch when we went home to practice for the performances. We just had to remember, we had to do a bunch of um, rehearsals and that was sort of that back in the day. <laughs> Again, <being laughs> back myself, in my, oh my day. <laughs> it's so funny to say that, but it's crazy how much times have changed. And so then um, I started going to millennium like a little bit later I think it was like 17 when I started going there and they there still weren't very many cameras that ever came out and like I was saying before it's like if once in a blue moon a huge camera would come out we'd film in the mirror and there just wasn't that much pressure like even if your video did end up on YouTube you couldn't see anybody's faces because they were kind of blurry like you had to know who people were or you had to know you know oh I was in that class to even be able to pick yourself out so it was like the pressure was just not there so, um, so I remember I went um, to Millennium and I took a class in the Dome and I was doing private lessons with my, who's one of my dear friends now, Kenneth. And um, it was this really full out choreography and I felt really confident doing it. It was actually one of the only styles. I was taking a bunch of classes at the time, but this was the one style that I felt like, okay, I can do this. So I went to class and took a class in the Dome and I felt really good about the choreography. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like, I got this. And, you know, I felt like like hot stuff. And then he went and he picked out maybe like three or four groups at the end. And I remember having sort of the same thought process as you, you know, realizing, okay, like, he's picking out the people that are really good. And I thought, and I don't remember if in previous classes, I I think he'd always been doing this. But, like, I, I think I was thinking okay, I'm going to like work up to the groups. But in this particular class, like I remember thinking, I'm going to get chosen. And I wasn't chosen. So I was kind of butthurt. And like, oh, (laughs) okay. And at 17, you know, I was trying to be like, "Mm, maybe humble about it. But at the time I was just like, okay, like why am I not chosen? Right, right. (laughs) So I'm watching this group and I just realized like they're going so, so, so full out. And I, I, Sometimes you can't discern what you're doing differently. Like sometimes it takes you a, a bit longer right. to like Especially when you're out. a baby dancer, yeah. Yeah. And then for some reason though I knew right away and I was like, oh, they're like really for it. Like they're putting every single bit of energy and passion inside of themselves onto that dance floor and into that routine. So from that moment on, it just clicked for me and I was like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I absolutely can do this. And then the next class I took with him, I don't remember if it was the same routine or a new routine. Sometimes when you do the routine twice, if a choreographer repeats it, like you're like, okay, now I really have this. But I just remember it was the very next class I got chosen to go in a group. And I was like, yes, it yeah. was the best feeling in the world. I was like, oh my gosh, I freaking did it. And Ever since then, I'd been getting called into groups, not always in other classes, but always in that class. And so 
And I felt like, okay, this is the trick. Like you go to classes, you take them as much as you possibly can. You, you work on yourself. You look at what you're doing. You look at the choreographer, you make comparisons, you look at other students, you see, you know, if there's, if there's um, little stylistic things that you want to add to make it your own style and you sort of build yourself up and you, and you build yourself into the dancer you want to be. Right. And you just, you can keep taking classes until you feel good enough. And then, then you can go in the groups. But again, back then there were no cameras coming out. Right. So I remember when I'm trying to remember like the first time I started seeing cameras. So I was in GRL, which is a girl group. Um, and we, we danced and we sang, but we were repeating the same dances like over and over again. So when we were touring or in the studio, like I didn't really have that much time to go and take dance classes. I tried to as much as possible, but sometimes it was like, you know, I think at the most once or twice a week. And then a lot of times I was doing like grooves classes, not so much choreography. Right. And I was just really focused on the group. So I wasn't learning as much choreography all the time. So my memory retention um, really suffered because of that. And I think when I, when people really started to film class was a time when I wasn't really dancing that much. So when I went back and like my first experiences, I don't remember the very first experience with that, but I do remember just like not feeling that confident and being like, Oh my God. And especially because I'd been in this group. And so everything was very controlled. It's like, whatever we put out, it's been rehearsed a billion times. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And we're not releasing anything. I mean, sure. The shows, you know, fans can release whatever they want. And that's kind of like scary because they get whatever angle they want. Like, yeah, that's it. But there was still that reassurance that we'd practiced it a billion times. So going into class and like not having the control and then also being in the public eye at that time, um, even though it was on like a smaller scale than say like an Ariana Grande, of course, but being in the public (laughs) eye and then having, having um, other students or choreographers film you and then you not being in control of that content. So you're like going, <laughs> hi, doggy. I know. You're, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're going, um, you're not in control of the content. And so you're going in these groups. And if you mess up or if you're not, if you don't feel like you're doing your absolute best and then it gets released online and someone goes, oh, is that so-and-so from this girl group? Or is that, right, you know, yeah. and or just me thinking like, okay, maybe I will be more in the public eye in the future. And then people can go back and watch these videos because they will always be there. There's like no erasing them from the internet. And then fans, they can find everything, absolutely everything, like pictures you don't even remember taking. And I'm like, what, how did you find this? I've never even seen this photo before. I don't even remember (laughs) being there. Like what? Um, Like, is that me? (laughs) Yeah, is that me? I don't understand. Um, So it was like really terrifying for me because I was like, oh my God, like, like if I mess up or if, if I don't like the way I look or it's so embarrassing because it's like this footage is out there forever. So I think that's what really started my anxiety. Mm, I Especially see that, yeah. at a time where like my muscle or my muscle memory and my, my memory retention overall just wasn't what it had been because I wasn't taking class that much. Yeah. So I was coming at it from, you know, this extreme, extreme perfectionist sort of perspective. And I put all of that pressure on myself for sure, but it was important to me. I had worked so hard for it. So for me to like go and like, 
you know, I, I took pride in being a dancer, even though I was like a singer who dances, but I took pride <laughs> in being a dancer. Right. And so for me, the idea of like messing up or not looking my best, especially when there's all these other younger kids who are now born into this generation where, it, yeah. the, where the camera is just part of what they do and they don't even like, think twice about it because it's just what they're used to. So for me, it was like, oh, wow, like I really felt like a part of me was getting really compromised. And I was really scared that if I can't dance or I can't represent myself to the best of my abilities when I'm dancing on camera, then who even am I? Am I a joke? Am I, am I really even a dancer? Like I suck. And then, and then with that mentality, I was getting even more nervous. So that was compromising my, uh, my dancing when I would go on camera even more because I was shutting down. Yes. Yes. You know, I wasn't doing my best. And even if I did remember all the choreography because I was shutting down, it was like, just just not as good as it could have been yeah and like I think like I didn't even realize like the, the whole like the aspect of not being anonymous anymore because mm -hmm. like when, like when like for me like I was completely anonymous nobody knew who I was like I wasn't even worried about being picked for groups like in the very like first three four months of my dance challenge um but like I think like when you did groups, like before you kind of had that anxiety like you were fired up about it like you were like I can do this like I can be in groups and I had the complete opposite reaction. I like when I first saw groups go, I like because like the groups, they get progressively better. I, like the next one is always better than the next. And then like the last two groups usually end up being professional dancers. And and when you're a baby dancer and you're you just go to like that was my very first class. Like, <laughs> yeah, like 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 now I realize that the last two groups were all professional dancers. Um, but like when you when you first go, you have no idea. And, like, when I watched them go, I was, like, wow. Like, am I supposed to look like that after one class? Like, I'm, like, because, like, again, it was a beginner hip-hop class. Like, how was I supposed to know that, that professional dancers showed up to beginner classes, yeah. you know? Right. Like, it, like, it's L.A. Like, I'm sure you got, like, other things to do, you know? <laughs> but they were, and they were there. And, like, and no one said anything. And I was just, like, oh, my God. I remember being, like, not deflated, but, like, being, like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get to that level. Like, how am I ever going to, like do that you know what I mean like do that one and then do that in front of camera because like so I started dancing because I was extremely depressed and like I just needed something to get the anxiety out of my body and that just happened to be dance and so when I started I was there purely to work on my mental health like I wasn't going there to like I want to be a professional dancer one day like I want to go in groups I was just there to get my mind off of my problems that was my number one goal so Groups was something that I was was so far like away from what I was trying to do that I didn't even realize <laughs> that I had a problem with it until it became a problem, you know. Um, and then like I and I remember, so like I took a class like that might have been like a Thursday, and then like two classes two days later I took another class, and they did the same thing. They did groups, and I think it was like a, a Charlie class, like Charlie Bartley's class. He like he picked out people to go with him, but like but this time he said, "Oh, these are my friends. Like, don't worry about these. These guys are professionals. You don't have to look like them." And I was so appreciative. God bless Charlie. If he ever listens to this, God bless you for saying that because like again, when you're a baby dancer, you don't know, and like and when you first start off, you're constantly judging yourself because you're like, "Am, am I as good as them? Is my am I as good as her? Like, am I looking? Like, am I doing the steps right?" Because you're you're just constantly judging yourself because it's all new. Like nothing feels familiar. And I'm really glad that like he said that because 
it, it took the pressure off. Like, I know, like, you say you were feeling pressure, but, like, it took the pressure off of me to feel like I don't have to look like that. Like, I can go at my own pace, you know? Absolutely. And and I think that, like, so, like, oh like, like, in the... Yeah. My dog just snored. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, like, really I thought that was mine. I was like, oh, my God, is that my dog? Um, but, like, so, like, my initial reaction was, like, kind of, like, fear and deflation. And then yours was, like, I, I'm pumped up. I'm going to do this. But, like... Like, so, like, the first, like, three or four months, I wasn't getting picked. Like, I knew I wasn't. But, like, I was telling you, I was telling someone, like, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, when you start to get better and when you start to show up more, they start to realize you. And then, and then that's when they start picking you. And you're like, oh, no, like, you have to come to, you come to, like, a fork in the road. You're like, okay, I'm getting better. But that also means I'm going to have to do groups eventually. Like, and you can say no. But, like, I started to tell myself that, like, being picked for groups was a good thing because you're getting better and people are realizing that you're getting better and that you you should try like push yourself you know what I mean to go out there and like I guess like my so in the beginning like I would have like a physical reaction to groups like well like even though I wasn't I knew I wasn't getting picked like I whenever we started the process of doing groups and like they would go in the crowd and like pick out people it oh my gosh like, I like so... I'm getting short of breath just listening yeah. like I can feel not in my solar plexus this whole time anytime <laughs> we talk about like the anxiety even if I don't feel it as much anymore I'm just like oh my god because like because like, like the worst part is when they go into the crowd because like it feels like you're in a police lineup it feels like you've done something <laughs> wrong and they're trying to pick you out and you're like, like oh no exactly you like me <laughs> are you sure i always do the thing where i look behind me to see if they're yeah, behind you. me they're like oh no no, no you i'm like oh okay cool. okay all right yeah and like i take a deep breath and i would just kind of like walk out there <laughs> can i ask you um how you like you know going for mental health but then feeling like with your first class not knowing that those were professional dancers you say to yourself, I'm going to keep going. And like, how did you go to that, that class two days later without freaking out? Like, did that affect your mental health before Charlie said something? Like it, it didn't affect my mental health to like, to where I was like more depressed about class. I think it, I, I just happened to be very determined. Cause like I, I, I started, that. I just started a dance challenge and I only had two rules. I was like, one, go to two classes a week. And then two, never give up during a class. And and I was and like, I, cause I, I would see people just like kind of sit down or like, they would just like go off to the side and kind of stop doing the moves, but they would still be there, but they gave up like, you know, in yeah. spirit kind of thing. And I was just very determined. I was like, I was like, even though this is shitty, I'm still going to do it because even though I didn't hit the steps at all, at least for that one hour and a half, I didn't think about my problems. Like I wasn't like, I, I it let me think about something else besides how am I going to pay rent? Where am I going to get my next job from? Like, you know, like all of these things that like, we, I'm sure we've all worried about like living in the most expensive city, you know, uh-huh. in the U.S. But like, but, for, but I felt, I felt better. That was the thing. Even though I was a little deflated because of that, I still felt better because it was an hour and a half that I wasn't worried. You know what I mean? Totally. I love that. <laughs> Dance has a way of just helping you escape from everything that's going on being able to focus and hone in on like what your body's doing and just the music and being around that energy. It's interesting too, because at like the start of class, I feel like everybody sort of walks in and looks at it, looks around and feels everyone else's energy because everybody's coming in with their stuff. By the time you leave, everybody's sort of dropped their stuff. Mm -hmm. Their egos are gone. 
for the most part, usually, <laughs> and then right. like, but like your troubles are gone. Everybody feels yeah. a lot better. Everybody feels more connected because you've just spent that hour, hour and a half with everyone, all with the same goal in mind. And it's like, oh, that's the best pick me up ever. Okay, so you, so you weren't affected by that first class. I wasn't. Like again, it might have just been been because I was just super determined. But I remember feeling like. God, I'm not, I'm never going to get there. I remember feeling that way. But then again, I was also very happy because I, cause like when you watch professional dancers perform, you can tell that they love it. And I remember watching them and like, the, and it was so effortless and they were having so much fun. And I remember thinking, I'm like, wow, these people are having a lot of fun. And, and again, like that was a time when I was having no fun, like no fun at all. <laughs> and I, and I was like, and I, and I, I remember, I remember saying to myself, I'm coming back because this is fun. This uh. is what I want to do. And, and it didn't matter that I was bad. It's just, it, it, what mattered was the way I felt about it. You know what I mean? Like the way that like, I, I felt lighter after coming out of class, even though that was a stressful as hell hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Even That's though bad, I I felt better about myself and about my life because, like, again, like the endorphins and you're like every all the problems that I had felt solvable after that one hour. That is so you know? awesome, and it just goes to show you what a shift in perspective and like doing. I yes. consider that such a form of spiritual work because it's like it doesn't really matter how you get there as long as you get there. And so dance says that for me too, where it just shifts things, and all of a sudden it's like you see solutions to problems you didn't know were there before and just yeah that's awesome yeah and like and I think like so you and I admittedly are still doing the work on how to how we get over like the nerves of going in groups and and I will say that like uh, my like my overall personality I would say is like an extrovert like I'm fine meeting new people and like saying hello to strangers but my body is a different like my body is an <laughs> introvert like I told like I, I, in all my dance challenges, I was like, the reason that I hate groups so much is because people are looking, I'm being seen. And like, I love big classes because then I have a chance to hide. Like I can be in the back and no one has to see me and I can just do the, the steps off to the side. But like when it's a small class or like you're in the front, people see you. And that was like the, like, that was like death to me. Like I, I hated because I had never used my body so much before. Like, again, like I was always like the smart kid. So like on, like, I love, like on paper, I was smart and I could do that easily, but I play sports, but that like, that was, that sports is different than dance. You know what I mean? Like, even though you treat your body like an athlete, it's still very different. Um, and so like the, it was the being seen part. It was cause like the, the whole class stops to watch the group in the middle. So, and that, <laughs> and, and I think that is what scared me the most of it and plus when you're a baby dancer you're also trying to hit the steps you're trying to get the moves right and then you're like then there's a camera in front of you that's never there before and then people are watching you so yeah, it's like it's an over yeah <laughs> like i'm getting anxiety just describing it to yeah, you, you know I mean? <laughs> so like so i guess my question is like even though like like you're a performer like i i remember like i told you i was like performers want to be seen so you didn't have to like deal with that part of like the my struggles is like you want to be seen like you performers I feel like turn the nerves in into excitement like they they flip the switch essentially like they look at the nerves as fuel as like a good thing you know what I mean and I and I was just nervous like there was there was no flip to switch I nothing I was just straight up nervous it's interesting because like even though it seems like 
we come from two totally different spaces. It took me a really long time to be able to use those nerves as excitement or fuel because I want to be seen. And I sort of touched on it before where it's like with a million rehearsals, yes, I'm yeah. ready. Yeah, and yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You can watch me. And I feel like I'm about to own this stage for this moment. It is mine. And there's nothing that can stop me. And so it's really cool to have that. And I never realized before that, you know, maybe someone just starting out wouldn't have that. Yeah. And so I never thought of it that way, which I think is really amazing. But at the same time, I relate to what you're saying, because if I don't feel really rehearsed, if I did just learn the class or the routine within that, you know, 45 minutes before they start doing groups, um, which is usually the case, and then I'm get, I get called out, I actually feel more pressure than I would you know, if I'd been rehearsing it a bunch. So it's like, well, this is what I do. So if I don't do this well, yeah, there, there brings up that question. Right, again. that, that anxiety, yeah. So yeah. I, I felt like I put so much pressure on myself because it's like, if I don't do amazing, then I just am a failure at life because this is like mm. part of my purpose. Right, So, right. And then it's like, I also am panicking because the camera's there and I've been so conditioned with, um, you know, going up in the entertainment world that it's like, if you don't look picture perfect all the time, yes. then, you know, so it's like, I'm thinking about like, okay, am I skinny enough today? Does this outfit compliment me? Is it going to look good while I dance? Cause I wasn't styled or this wasn't fitted to me. So is it going to look good on camera? My hair is sweaty as hell and really oh, naturally oh my God, curly. Yes. So my hair that was straight at the beginning of class or styled is now like, you know, my like, either looking, yeah. it's either looking like my Jufro or it's like, <laughs> or it's like soaking wet, which is kind of a look, but it doesn't always like, look it's a vibe. Like a camera, right. you know what I mean? It's got its own life. So I'm thinking about that. I'm like, is my makeup all smeared off my face? Cause I'm so sweaty. Meanwhile, I have hair in my mouth right now. Excuse me. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, is the camera going to get good angles? Like I'm thinking all of these things and it's like, Am I going to remember the routine? Well, now I'm not because I'm so focused on how I exactly look. yes. Um, but one of the things I try to do, um, I always try to look my best or or feel my best. So whatever that means for me, and I I sort of dress for the style of the class. So like I know if it's a hip hop class, right. I'm probably not going to feel good if I wear leggings. But I just know this is for me. I think everybody has to like do trial and error and figure out what they feel best in. I know for a fact that if I show my arms. Um, I'm not going to feel good. I'm either going to feel like really like, especially in a hip hop class, I'm going to feel really proper, like showing my arms. Uh, and like, yeah. Uh -huh. I don't know. There's a sort of swag that you need. So I feel like baggier clothes really fit that part. But then it's like, if I'm in a heels class, sometimes sweats will work because like you want to have movement to shake your butt yep. <laughs> and leggings <laughs> don't always work. So I know that I like, if I'm going to wear leggings to like show off my body, then I might want to wear something like tied around my waist so that it accentuates my butt. And then when we do like a booty shaking thing, my there's movement because I'm yes. not like strapped into my leggings. Um, and you know, maybe in that sort of class, I will show my arms. Cause again, I want like length and I want to like, you know, show off my, my, my shape, but I have to really think about that. And I feel like too, if I don't wear, makeup and this is only me like I don't need makeup to feel good but when you're on camera or when you look in the mirror you're twice as far away from yourself when you're looking in the mirror um so it's like if I don't feel good or if I don't pop out then I'm gonna want to diminish and like hide in the back and then I'm not gonna do as well so I feel like when I feel really good about myself and again that can mean something totally different for someone else maybe maybe someone else 
I know so many people that want to show up to class in like a huge oversized t-shirt and sweatpants and that's how they feel best. And that's awesome because they've figured out what works for them. Yeah. But like, you know, so, and sometimes that's, that's kind of my vibe too. It just depends. So it's like, I know that if I show up feeling my best, yeah, then I'm going to do better. And then that makes me sort of want to perform versus where, you know, I'll, I'll rush out of the house because I like was really focused on work. Nothing wrong with that, of course. So like, you know, whatever, I was doing something else. And then I like throw up my messy hair into a bun and like, I don't put on any makeup and like, again, I'll feel fine. But then once I see myself in the mirror or on camera, I'm like, yeah, oh, this isn't really what I was going for. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but so I know for me, I have to like, sort of play a part but then that again when you play a part means you can sort of escape from yourself just a little bit it's almost like you know Beyonce and Sasha Fierce where it's like not that I'm comparing myself to her in any way because she's amazing um but it's sort of putting on that persona so that you can sort of feel like okay I'm playing a part and now I can do this and it's convincing yourself and sort of doing whatever you need to do to get there and then, then maybe, you know, you get to a place where you feel so confident that showing up in a messy bun, you're like, oh, I still got this. Right. <laughs> I can still rock this <laughs> yeah. class. Yeah. <laughs> Which, so, it depends. Sometimes I'll feel like that just, the class has to be really easy for me to feel that confident. Right? Yeah. Like, I, like, I didn't even think about, like, the, like, the dressing the part thing because, like, that happened to me. Like, I didn't, like, the work of being a better dancer also starts before you even get to class. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, and the whole part about playing a role is like, yeah, like even like, I mean, I do mostly hip hop. We're talking about like drugs and gangbanging and like, that is not me in a normal, like my normal life. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Like, not. I'm not about that life in my daily life. But like, <laughs> when I go to hip hop classes, like you have to take on the persona of the song and like, and, and like you say, like you match your outfit with like the teacher or the class because like that helps you feel more connected to the, the choreo. And, like, I remember, like, when I first started, like, I think this, so not to be, like, judgy, but, like, this is how I always spot a new dancer is, like, they're just wearing workout clothes, like, Mm. to dance class. And not that that's a bad thing. Like, I'm not saying that, like, you should do that. Like, if that's how you feel comfortable, do it. But, like, I think people equate it as just, like, you know, working out. and, And dancing is so much, like, yes, it's a good workout, but it's so much more than that. And then, like, as my, like, my style started to progress and, like, for a while, I wore, like, long sleeves, even though it was, like, 80 degrees outside. And, like, someone messaged me once. Like, uh, someone DM'd me, like, one of my friends from, like, high school. She was, like, she's, like, question. She's, like, why do dancers wear long sleeves to class? And, like, you guys are sweating so much. And I was, and I was, like, <laughs> and, like, and I, and I thought about it. And I was, like, well, and I told her, I was, like, well, it's about, like, the, the, the flavor of the song. It's, like, I can't dance to a hip-hop track talking about gangs and, like, running drugs when I'm wearing a, a sparkly bedazzled t-shirt you know what I mean like <laughs> right. like that like I can't do that you know what I mean like that's not that's not the vibe I'm going for so like and 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 I usually wear like baggy like like I wear sweatpants most of the time like I dance in shorts every now and then but only if it's like a heels class and like <sighs> and <we're- laughs> my dog again sorry <laughs> He snores so loud. So loudly. At least he's having a good nap, you know? (laughs) But yeah, like, so like for, so it was like a trial and error of like, and even like shoes. I was like, okay, what shoes do I feel like I dance best in? You know what I mean? And like, so yeah, so a lot of the work of feeling comfortable isn't even about the steps. You know what I mean? It's about like before you even walk into the studio, which I didn't even think about until you just said that just now. And like, and I think that like what baby dancers like don't, well, me too. Like what they don't realize is that like 
there's always like a trigger like when i like when we started doing like when i when groups would start in class like immediately i would feel like short of breath and like my my hands would start to tremble a little bit and like and i remember at one point i was like i need to stop myself from feeling this way like i need to like somehow try to cut it off you know what i mean like and i remember i was just like I was like, okay, like I, I noticed the trigger, like I, I noticed when it started to happen, which is step one is like noticing when those triggers are happening in class. And then step two is just kind of like, how do you snap yourself out of it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you like, get out of that thought cycle? Because that's what it is. It's just a thought cycle. And that you constantly tell yourself the same thing. And like, did you do you feel these triggers too happening to you? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, a few a few minutes ago, you were like, talking about trauma and having it be a traumatizing experience. And then you were like, well, I don't really want to say that. And I'm like thinking to myself, no, that's actually a really, really great word (laughs) because at least for me, because I would get the shortness of breath as soon as I see the cameras come out. Same. I have this huge knot in my stomach. I, I just feel like, I don't know, shutting down, like, extreme panic. I can't even, like, I can't even talk now because I'm like feeling the emotions. Um, but for me, something that's really helped, number one is I actually pretty much always wear, um, whether you believe in this or not, but for me it works, even if it's just a placebo, is crystal bracelets. And they, certain different crystals have like different, um, different benefits. And so like, I'll wear my black tourmaline for like psychic protection and not to feel people's energy because a lot of it too is not you know as dancers we're creative people and we can feel everyone else's energy and so if other people are getting nervous in the room at least for me I mean everyone can feel people's energy but I feel like dancers are even more um absorbent um yeah especially when you've been around each other for the last hour like sweating it out you know exactly yeah you're like bonded with these people in this basically energies so I like need that specific crystal to ground myself and get into my body and then I will breathe deeply and then I have a couple of other crystals that like are supposedly for performing and like feeling your best and so you know again I really believe in them I really believe they work and I feel a difference but even if it's just a placebo I highly suggest trying it you know (laughs) um so I use those I think making a conscious effort to start breathing deeply because it just changes everything that's going on inside of you um and when you can like slow down your breath, then it change it changes your thought patterns. It yes realigns pretty much everything. And then I also do something called tapping EFT work. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, yeah, of it. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. So I do it outside of class as well because I feel like you know if I'm getting that nervous inside of class, and there's something bigger going on within me, so I try to like tap um, about any deep rooted beliefs or issues that I have. Um, and that's really, really helped in the long run um, or long term for me. Um, but in class, in the moment, like I'll immediately start tapping in the corner <laughs> on my wrist, on my chest. Um, and I'll just start of, uh, I try not to mumble to myself, but it helps if you say it out loud. Um, and that method has been scientifically proven to reduce stress. And um, I've, tapping has like changed my entire life. So 
I'll use that sort of in the corner of class. And I'm, I'm like, I don't care. People can know that I'm nervous, whatever. This is going to help me. And I know, you know, I might get called out. So I'm just going to prepare. And this is if this is going to help me do a really good job, then I'm going to do it. And then I'll set an intention and a prayer. So if I do get called out, I take a deep breath. And I just, I'll call in my angels, I'll call in my guides, I'll call in whatever forces can help me to remember this routine and do yeah. my best. And I just set a reminder to myself to also have fun because that's really the bottom line. That's why you're there. there. Yeah. Even if that doesn't feel like the most important thing in the moment, I'm just like, I just want to do good and be amazing. Like, I don't care if this is fun. But really, that's really why I'm there. And I think saying that to yourself is much easier said than done, especially when your body's reacting and has a trauma yes. response. Yes. But that being said, practicing those responses regardless just helps. And it gets better every time. It gets easier and easier. And for the longest, longest time, I felt like nothing's Im nothing was improving. And then I started saying, okay, you know what? I was actually saying no when I would get called out because like I was, I was, yeah, you understand. Like I was having such a trauma response that, and so much anxiety that when I would get called out, I would blank out. Yes. So it wasn't that I didn't have faith in myself that I could do it. It's just that I was having such a bodily reaction that I could not remember the choreography. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, I was yes. like, I remember beating myself up and crying and being like, I, after classes and being like, oh my gosh, like I had these routines and how happy would I be if I had that footage? So I have to do something to like fix this so that I can start doing, you know, because if I keep saying no, like I'm just, that's going to be the pattern and that's just going to be exactly, part of who yes. I am. And then it did become part of who I was. I was the girl that said no. And then and I, I stopped beat myself up after my class. Yeah. And, and then I just felt like that was, it was becoming part of me. And I, I really like hunkered down and did like a lot of tapping and meditating outside of class to sort of try to get myself out of that. But then when I would go back to class, I'd be like, Oh no, I'm just going to again because that's what I do when I'm in class I panic and then I say no so I think one of the major things that really helped me was like continue to repeat those those responses because each time they would help a little bit more and that would become part of the new story the new me yes yes um and then also consciously trying to take the pressure off myself which again is easier said than done but by going to easier classes that I might not have normally gone to or felt like I needed because I was I really wanted to become just just better always you know I always want to become better but for me I was like okay you know what I'm gonna go take some classes and really build the foundation because those are the classes where I don't have to remember as much yes yes they're because they don't combos, teach yeah. as much choreography so if I'm having a trauma response but the choreography is only four eight counts I can still do it Right. So yes. that's what I started to do. And I started to go on camera and that really, really helped me. And then I was like, okay. And then once I started to believe in myself and started to get out of my old patterns, cause I was now going on camera and proving to myself, I could remember at least the shorter stuff. Then I was able to sort of go into the more advanced classes and start to venture into doing groups a little bit more saying yes a little bit more maybe messing up but because I was doing so well in the beginner classes or the easier classes I was like okay you know what maybe I messed up this time but at least I look good in that and so it just became sort of this back and forth one step forward maybe one step back two steps forward sort of thing yes yes until I felt like okay this is actually I'm actually improving I'm actually feeling a little bit more calm I still get 
really nervous and anxious and you know when the cameras come out but yeah like i don't think there i don't think there'll ever be a time like no matter how long i keep doing this like there will never be a time where i don't get nervous about camera just because i think it's just a natural like thing of performing is like you you should always be a little bit nervous you know what i mean because that means you're doing something new and you're challenging yourself and, and that's worth it and and like what you said about like like practicing those things like off to the side in class because like i remember because i used to say no to and at one point, my friends, because my friends knew, like, because I was posting about it on Instagram. So my friends knew that I was in a dance challenge and that I was afraid to go in groups. And I was hard to say no. And then, like, at one point, I was like, and I was just, and it turned out at one point, I was getting picked a lot and still saying no. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And I was like, okay. Like, and again, like, it became a pattern. I was like, I don't want this to be the way that I always am. And I was so frustrated with myself. And then I, it was about like maybe five, six months into my challenge, I was like, okay. If you ever get picked again, you have to go. Like, I don't care if you know it 100%, but you cannot keep saying no. And because, like, for me, dance also changed the way I talked to myself. Because we were so ingrained to be our worst critic that, like, we're constantly judging ourselves. Again, like, this was something completely new. I had never done dance before in all 29 years of my life, you know? So I was being so hard on myself for no reason. And, and someone told me that, like, your body hears everything that your mind says. So in class, I was like, I have to start changing the way I talk to myself. Because when groups came out and the, I saw the camera, I immediately thought that like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, I cannot go on camera. I'm too bad. And I had to stop <laughs> yeah. saying that to myself. I had to be like, okay, like, you're fine. You still know the steps. Just practice it off in class. So like, and I had, like, I had to like calm my body down, like with my mind, because I had to break that thought pattern. And and people always think that like you gain confidence and then do the thing, but you gain confidence by doing the by thing. doing the thing. Absolutely. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Exactly. And then and the like, more fun it becomes. And then you're like, okay, then I can like do this and you keep proving to yourself. And it just, it does become a process and you do have to sort of suck up and whatever, like whatever worries or fears you have, you sort of just have to face them. Like, yes, you might mess up and you're pro you probably will just be like, you probably I'm will. probably going to mess up. Yeah. Even the professionals mess up sometimes. Yeah. I mean, we see it all the time in class and they're like, we do. Oh, you know, um, and, yeah. But like the, the thing about fear is that you're afraid of it because you haven't done it. But the, the second that you do something that you're afraid of, it no longer has any power over you. Like you're not, you're not afraid to confront it anymore. And like, and then both of us are still working on that process. Like we'll never not be afraid of performing. But I think the way that, like, you have to shift your perspective of it. Like, and again, like, I still wholly believe that getting picked for groups is a good thing. And that, like, you have to change your mindset on it. And, and even if you don't get picked and you think that you should have, like, you, maybe you're just, like, so new to class that they don't remember you. Or, like, maybe you just were in the back the whole class. You know what I mean? Like, it happens. And, and I don't get picked every time I go to class. Like, I, and I don't expect to either, you know? Same. But but I think it's just like the teachers that I've just been going to consistently, they just remember my face because it's always there, you know? So, <laughs> so they start. To I do. You. Yeah. And it's good to take um, people consistently too, so you can get used to the styles and those can kind of be like your home base and you can really like feel confident in those styles. Um, I feel like, what was I going to say? Um, oh man, I forgot. Oh, because when you go, Yes, the easier it gets, the more you face your fears and go on camera. But for me too, one of my bigger fears was like, okay, even if I do go, 
I had such a trauma watching myself, not just going yes. on camera, but watching myself. So honestly, me saying no was almost saving myself from the pain of seeing, and this is mental health on my part as well, from seeing something I hated so much, even if other people are like, no, you look great, like whatever. But for me, it's like, no, I don't look good from that angle. I'm not dancing well. I'm forgetting this, or I didn't do that move the way I did when we were practicing because I was nervous about the camera. So for me, it was like, that was way worse than even saying no. So doing all of that work outside of the room and inside of the room to just feel a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better until I felt a lot better enough to go. Um, Cause now I feel more confident when I watch myself, but until I felt like I was going to like what I saw, I still couldn't do it. And that, that, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. And I, I still believe that you should just do it anyways, because even if you mess up everything and you just have the confidence, like I've watched people and I'm like, you know what? That was so entertaining than the person who remembered everything but didn't right. have any confidence. Yes, yes. But again, easier said than done. So I think it's like an individual process and it depends on each unique person. And I personally believe in also pulling out all the stops to make yourself feel as good as you possibly can. So dressing the parts so that you feel the most comfortable, you look your best or whatever is going to make you feel your best. Um, for me, the tapping, the crystals, I'll wear oils too. There's like rosemary for memory. There's um, lavender to calm yourself down. There's yeah. peppermint to energize you. Because um, coffee sometimes before class is great, but it can give you more anxiety. So yeah, I don't like do coffee right before class. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like it. I kind of don't. It just really depends for me. But peppermint really gives you that like healthy boost. Um, and then also... Another two things I remembered when you were talking, one was because um, you would say no, no, no. And I feel like beginners need to know that even if you don't know the teacher or choreographer, like when you go and you thank them at the end of class, which is sort of like the etiquette that you, you pick up on, um, when you go and you thank them for class, you can say to them, there's nothing wrong with this saying like, thank you so much for calling me out. I'm sorry I said no. Please don't stop calling me out because one day I'm going to say yes and I really want to get better. And there's no reason that you can't say that or ask the teacher or if you're too embarrassed to say that in the moment or you feel, you know, there's a lot going on, then just you could send a DM. And the teachers really respect that. And I think that's really important because then it gives you the permission and you don't have to buy into the story that you're the girl that says no or the boy that says no. You can be the person, okay, I said no this time, but I'm going to say yes. And the teacher needs to know this because then it gives, you don't have to go out of your way and be like, actually, can I go? Because that can sometimes be even more scary. You're like, Oh, I always say, no, I'm not going to like, what if I mess up? I'm not going to ask to ask to go because if I ask to go, then I have to get it right. Exactly. You know I mean? Yes. Yes. So I feel like that's really beneficial. And also, um, when you start doing this, it's, it's usually ends up in flames, but, um, when you, when you practice the choreography in the corner away from the way everybody else is doing it. So there's usually two mirrors in a studio. It just, I, it just depends on the studio. Um, or if you even face a wall where you don't have a mirror and you just try to remember it. And even if you only remember a couple moves, it helps for when you turn back around, you just feel more confident in it. You're like, oh, you know what? I know this. I don't even need, because sometimes when the camera gets in front of you, you can't see your reflection or you're, you want to be performing to the camera or, you know, just the idea of groups is just going to, of course, make you nervous. So it's like you want to feel even more confident in that. And I feel like when everybody else is going in groups at the end and you're not in that group, then that's the time to like try to learn the choreography away from, from the way everybody else is doing it. 
Yeah, and like I, I, I heard a professional dancer give that advice once of like do it on a different direction than everyone else is doing it in front of the mirror. And and, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, silly. I'm like, that's stupid advice. And then like I did it <laughs> once because I was a baby dancer. I didn't know any better. And then like I did it once, and I I went down in flames. Yeah. I was like, why is this so <laughs> different than doing it like in the front of the it's class? Crazy, right? And like it's, it is, it goes to show you that your brain is trying so hard because dancing is like learning a new language. Your brain is trying so hard to keep up with what's happening, and it's all new. So your brain is just trying to fire so many different neurons all at the same time that it's just like your brain. Your brain gets overwhelmed, even though like you're you use it twenty four seven, it gets overwhelmed. And I think that's I think that's why like I, you're right. Like trauma is a good word to describe groups because. Like when, whenever you have this, <laughs> whenever you have this response in your brain, it's because your brain is trying to save you from the trauma of like of being embarrassed or messing up or like you know like feeling like you're not good enough, and 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 that's all it is. Is that it's just your brain trying to protect yourself. Yeah, and it's you a have protection to, mechanism for sure. Exactly, and you just have to tell yourself that. Like I told myself, I was like, even if like even if I mess up. I will not turn into a pile of goo on the floor. I will be fine. <laughs> I, I will get up and walk off. And and admittedly, you will mess up. Like there there's not there's like there's no no chance where you get up there the first time and you do it flawlessly. Like that's just not gonna happen. I mean, it could happen, but you probably won't. <laughs> <Right. laughs> and I and I think that like when you when you start something new as a beginner, you just have to be okay with being bad, honestly. And and that's not the worst thing in the world. And I and I think we live in a society where we teach people that like you have to be your best self at all times, every single day, twenty four seven. And it's okay to be a work in progress. Like it's okay to be bad and it's okay to mess up. But like as long as you learn something and that you're being better about changing your your hurtful thought patterns. You know what I mean? Like because me being like telling myself like no 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 you can't do this was only hurting myself. Like the teacher didn't care if I went in groups. Like he was trying to help me out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, so like your hurtful thought patterns are only hurting yourself. And at the end of the day, and 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 I feel like we could talk endlessly about we really could all day really long. Could. <laughs> um, but I'm, we're just gonna like kind of like end this session by like for anyone because like for me again like I said I, I was just super determined for some odd reason to be a better dancer and for any because like. People always tell me that I picked LA to start dancing, which is probably the hardest environment to start dancing. Um, or the best because you have access to the best resources. So true. So very, very true. Um, but like for anyone that's like on the fence about taking their first class, I know we're like we're in COVID and Corona right now. But like if someone was like, once Corona is over, I want to take a class. Like what would be your advice for them to like finally get off the fence and do it? Um. Well, one cool thing actually about coronavirus is that you can take classes online so you don't have to you can actually experience it from home which is a totally different thing but if you're scared to do it in person then I think maybe that's your first class could be online it may, might take some of the edge off but other than that it's like honestly I'll still get nervous going into a new class if it's a new teacher or a new style I haven't done I still get nervous even if I know I'm gonna know a few people there and like, like it's it's nerve-wracking um, but every time I do go, nothing is ever as scary as I thought it was going to be. And so I think, I think anyone should go any age. There's, especially in LA, there's people of all ages. I've seen people as old as like 60 or 70 take a class. And I've also seen them really improve 
they might start out as like a total beginner and then go for months or years and I just and they start out for fun or what for whatever reason and I watch them become amazing dancers so age really has nothing to do with whether or not you should start ability has nothing to do with it I've seen amazing you know beginners turn into phenomenal dancers. I mean, look at you. I've watched you grow and like, what has it been? I don't even know how long it's been. Has it been like a year, two years? Uh, so I completed a full year in March and then like COVID oh, wow. happened. So technically, so I, luckily I just finished a year before we had to go home into our rooms. And that's no time at all. So you've already become this like incredible dancer in such a short oh, time. Thank you, babe. I appreciate that. Of course. So I think persistence is key as well. I think just keep going. Don't give up. Um, even at the professional level, I see people get really discouraged and it's, I think the perseverance just says so much. And then also, and this applies to groups as well, just going and like, if you pick up one move and that's all you've got, or you do that move to the best of your ability and you've not only learned that move, but you've committed to that move and you've done that and everything else can sort of just be like for, you know, fun and fluffy and you can laugh off any mistakes and you can smile and you know that you're there to learn. You know that you're there to get better. You can really own that one or that move yep. or that group of moves. And then the other parts you don't know, you just sort of like smile and like whatever, you know. Smile and like kind of just groove with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why not? So yeah, but I think just, just going for it is really important and not giving up. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I and I always tell people, I was like, don't commit to just one class, commit to several because there's there's no way you're going to ever learn the art of dance in one class. Like you just it's when you're beginning something so vast and so expanding as dance, like it's it's a lot. Like you're never gonna master it like as a beginner. Like you have to go repeatedly and that's and that's how you get better and that's how you learn to like, accountability too. It's just like, how, like, how do I keep myself going because I'm going to this class? Like I, I remember I started out with two classes, but then by like six months I was taking 10, you know what I mean? So like it quickly, it became a hobby, but then I was like training, even though I, like I wasn't a professional dancer, but it became training. Like it was more than a hobby essentially at one point. So yeah. So just consistency and, but you have to start, like you, everyone's got to start somewhere. There's one other thing that I was told that really helped me because I used to freak out that like, because you do sort of go in and you watch the people that are doing a really good job because you want to dance more like them, whatever. But you can kind of say, okay, those are the people that are getting watched. No one else is really watching you though. You know what I mean? Unless you're like in the front and you're like really killing it, which you can choose to be in the front or not. But so anybody else, like everybody's so consumed and concerned with themselves. So remembering that really helped me as well. Yeah. And and again, like, unless you're like, you know, like you know, some famous dancer, like it's so like being anonymous is a great thing. Yeah. Being, <laughs> being a nobody that no one recognizes is a blessing because you don't have to worry about what other people are thinking of you and you could just dance. And and I think that, and again, like we live in a society where everyone wants to be somebody and wants to be someone special, but and everybody is somebody just because you don't have a billion followers on Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> right. Everybody's right. somebody, but I do know what you mean. Cause like, yeah, yeah like Instagram is, is really not real valuable. life guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I told, but yes, exactly. Yeah. So use that in an enemy to like, Oh God, I can't even, words. Uh, but like, but use being use being anonymous to like to your to your advantage. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, be be someone who gets better off in the corner because those dancers are just as good as the dancers that are always in the front. You know? 
Absolutely. Could not agree more. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like we just had a therapy session. Like this I know, was like, this so was like cathartic for me. I was like, I feel so much better now. But also we, we now need a dance class. So COVID hurry up. <laughs> I know. Like I need to get back in the studio. Dancing yeah. at home is very different. Um, <laughs> and plus I want to see my people. I know. I know, but thank you so much for joining me today, babe. I think we gave a lot of really good advice and I I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of 5678. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the 5678 podcast. There, you can also sign up for the Dancers Club newsletter at the link in our bio. See you next week for another new episode.